Welcome to the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Join me for conversations about how to advocate for our kids in a one-size-fits-all world. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey everyone, I'm so glad you're back for another episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Joining us today is Luke Gilligan. He is a sophomore attending Grove City College. I am a big fan of that school. He studies entrepreneurship, and you'll hear in a minute how that's such a good fit for him because he is a longtime creative, designing knitwear, constantly crafting. He has founded multiple companies. Remember, he's just a sophomore in college, um, including a nonprofit called Huggable Happiness Corp., a consulting company called Wool Enthusiast Co., and he's currently working on a new startup called Recents. Luke, welcome. Thank you. I don't know how you have time for all of that. (laughs) I don't either. I really don't. (laughs) It keeps me busy. I bet. I bet. Well, yeah, and it keeps you busy on good stuff. So, well, we are here to talk about your personal journey with ADHD. Um, And I think it's really remarkable that you're doing all of those things. And along the way, you've had some struggles, Um, although we we are going to get to how you've really turned your diagnosis into an opportunity and really found the superpowers in that. But let's just dive right in, Um, and I appreciate you're willing to just be an open book today because we're going to kind of get into like just all the nitty gritties of it. But um, what did ADHD look like for you as a kid? Okay, so I always think this is funny, and it's a fun question to ask because I was the classic, you think about an ADHD kid jumping off the walls. Yep, that was me. Um, And... I like to say the word, I I mean, it's in my bio as a creative. um, And I like to define myself as a creative because that's kind of how ADHD like surrounded my life. And I I was a creative person, but also that became who I was. Um, So I was a very, I guess, creative person. I had all these hopes and dreams and ideas always in my head at all times. Um, You would ask my parents and I was a lot. Sure. <laughs> I was a busy kid, especially I was always active. Um, but yeah, so as a kid, that was to me, ADHD was a little bit different than it was now because one, I didn't realize what it was until like to high school, really. Um, which is interesting when you look back on it, or I mean, my parents knew it what it was, but I, I just thought it was me. Um, but it was it just a very rambunctious, spontaneous, like spawn. I don't know what the word is. Spontaneous. <laughs> Spontaneous lifestyle, yes. Um, if you ask my parents, uh, I always had something to do or an idea of something to do each and every day. And that means that every idea was different each and every day. But yeah, so ADHD as a kid was, as like in person, very kind of fun for me. I was a creative, fun, ongoing person. School, a whole different, different aspect. Um, When you put somebody that is a very creative mindset and I don't think linearly, um, I always like to describe how I think, and this has always been the case, as, do you know the picture of like Michelangelo's human body Mm -hmm. where you see all Mm -hmm. in a circle? circles. Uh That's how how my brain thinks. I don't think in a line. I think, oh, I have this idea, which goes to this idea, and it's a complete circle, which when you're learning 
and school, that's very hard at times to be able to process, especially in grade school, the different ways of learning because we're being taught how to learn really in grade school. That's always what I think about. Um, so school was a little difficult for me just to be able to not cope, but structure my brain as the school wanted me to. I did well. If I worked hard enough, I was able to learn and do it all. But I always found myself finding it difficult to learn. And I didn't realize why until I realized that, oh, my brain thinks differently than people, um, which is just something that I actually have come to love is mm. how my brain works. Um, but yeah, as a kid, that was, I was a rambunctious little kid that always had ideas, um, talked about business. Um, if you ask my parents, I always had a business idea since I was born. Um, and that's just a part of ADHD is like, I always like to say, we don't like stagnation or waiting. Um, and so there's always a new idea, but we try to find a business solution to all these different things. Um, and so as a kid, that's like kept me going really, um, basically to go back into my creative side, when I was around six or seven, my mom, I apparently talked to like some doctors and everything. They're like, you need to put your kid on a craft or he's going to need to go on medication. Um, and so I found knitting and I found something that kept my hands busy and my brain excited and creative and all at the same time while I'm sitting down in a chair <laughs> which my mom was so excited <laughs> I'm sure but, um <laughs> yeah. that that really saved me was uh knitting and I started knitting since I was six and didn't put it down and then um when I was in eighth or ninth grade I started designing and then I started editing knitting patterns for designers and I got into the whole fashion industry through that um yeah. So knitting and creativity, finding that one thing that grounded me as a kid, that was my saving grace. When were you diagnosed? Technically, I was diagnosed sophomore year of high school, but I do live with my mother, who is a mental health professional, who knew from before. Yeah. So I wonder, and this is probably a better question for her, but I'm curious with her being in that profession and her seeing signs of ADHD earlier on. Do you know why it wasn't until you were in high school that you received a formal diagnosis? Because I think when you think about it, when you're a kid, a lot of the things and are just kid behaviors. Um, and so I also, at that point, she always has structured me very well. And I like to say that we I had a very structured life and so she is not creative she we're the complete opposite human beings she's very analytical linear thinking not creative at all I am a we're well I'm adopted as well so that plays a role in it I am a completely opposite human being and so I think that also played a role because she's not used to that and she doesn't like creativity and she just thought that that was me being my creative self and I was an extrovert she's an introvert that type of thing. Um, but also I was able to manage very well and with the environment that she put us in and which is just good parenting on her part. Um, if you look in hindsight, it's a very, it was a very structured environment, but it was one that she let me be creative and she let me, she encouraged everything I did um, in any way, shape or form. 
And I also went to schools where I went to a private Christian school till fourth grade, did really well there. Um, It's really easy to learn kind of, but, and then we went to a small Christian school, which there was probably seven of us in our grade. And that was also an area where when I struggled in school, I was able to have one-on-one teaching with the teacher. Um, And so that played a role in helping me. So in high school, the only real difference and the reason I got diagnosed is because it got rigorous and it got hard for me to do school and understand it. And then I also was at the point that like I was transitioning from kid ADHD to adult ADHD, which is two different things. Um, And I think we saw that and I was like, okay, let's see if we can get help for this because SATs were coming up. I was going to college and we're trying to figure out how to focus my life, I guess. And also when I got diagnosed, that loss of structure was gone. I was able to drive. I was able to hang out with friends. I was able to go do whatever I want, which didn't let me do whatever I want. But then that's not always the best idea, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So you said something that I actually didn't know. I, I didn't realize there was this transition or phasing between kid ADHD and adult ADHD, as you just described it. So for those of us that have no idea what that means, can you can you help us understand the difference there? Uh, the biggest way that I can describe it is if you think about ADHD, they immediately think you think about hyperactivity, outward hyperactivity running around. When you go into transition to adult ADHD, it becomes inward hyperactivity. Whoa. Wait, okay. Why? What is, is that is that more because of social awareness of, okay, me being physically outwardly hyperactive is less accepted. So you go inward or is that just how it evolves by nature? I, I mean, I probably need to look more into it from what I, <laughs> when I talk to my doctors and stuff and from the little research, sorry, I mean, I've done research on it, but it's, I think it's just a m- maturing honestly, and just in all aspects, but it is a di- little bit of a difference between just going inwardly um with mental health and everything and also when you become like 18 19 mental health starts showing other mental health disorders start showing so i think it's just a combination of everything at once and also when you some people could be completely hyperactive on the outside for me it was a very distinct shift from going inward and becoming my like my brain was still hyperactive but i felt like on the outside right now i'm not jumping up and down or I mean, and the biggest thing that I always say is people fidget. And so I always, I do fidget, but it's not as bad as I used to. Like I used to have both leg bouncing in school <laughs> and everything. But yeah, so it was a very distinct difference between going from outward expression of hyperactivity to inward and inward thinking and hyperactive thinking. So it's a very interesting thing if you're interested to look it up. Uh, there's a whole deep, I, I explanation of it and the other things that happen but that's the biggest switch that i have been told is the n-word versus outward that's fascinating i didn't know that but that's why we're here to learn new stuff so let's talk about something that is admittedly a hot topic and i want to be totally clear before we get into this which is the topic of medication uh we are not here to tell anybody what to do or what decisions they should make for themselves. Um, we're clearly not medical professionals. Uh, you know, our purpose in talking about Luke's journey with the decision to try medication or not 
it's just his story. And, you know, I think there's a lot of benefit in sharing our stories. That's why we're here. Um, but please, please know that we're not in any way um, encouraging someone to do or not to do something uh, because of what we're saying here. So with that uh, contextualization, Luke, let's talk about your journey with medication. And uh, was it, I, I guess, did once you got diagnosed, was that when the conversation of medication started to come up? So just to preface, again, mm -hmm. like she said, everyone has a different experience with ADHD. And so some people need it to survive. I and my mom has always helped me figure out a way to holistically try to like hone the skills and hone the different aspects of ADHD to cope with it and be able to make a lifestyle that is like livable and without medication. And so the reason we started in junior year of high school uh, was because that's when life just started to get, I guess, harder. <laughs> uh, school became harder. I was a all AP student. I was in AP classes. I was um, doing a lot. I was running a business. I was like doing internships. And so medication was a way for me to help, like, I guess, monitor my skills and be able to let me cope and do well and better with school. Um, and so that I always like to say that. And so, because my view of medication and my experience of it has been good, but it's also been one that I always encourage people if they can to not do medication, find holistic ways, um, to cope with ADHD. And there's a lot out there and there's amazing techniques and stuff. And so I always like to encourage parents that either if they haven't researched ADHD that much, or if they don't know much about it, look at the holistic ways of doing it and maybe in interact with both. Um, because, so medication for me, I I have been on every ADHD med you can think of. Um, and in junior of high school, it really, in the beginning, it did help with school. I was able to focus and it was like a light went off in my brain. Um, it would take me days to write one essay. And then I remember the second day I was on medication, I wrote four of my essays in like two nights. And I was like, wow, <laughs> Whoa, this is yeah. amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like, why have I not done this my whole high school career? Uh, and because that was the other thing is I was a straight A student and I've always had that mindset of I need to succeed and do well and working for myself and working towards that is, have been a big part of me. So I felt like taking medication was a way of like cheating the system a little but okay um yeah so it really helped in that aspect it helped me focus in school helped me take the sats it helped me because you can get once you get diagnosed with adhd you can get help and parents don't realize that um you can get extra time on tests you can get to take tests in a separate location that was my biggest uh like gift was being able to not be distracted by everyone else in my life um because how I describe, I guess I probably should have said this, for me, ADHD in my brain is like having 40 different tabs open on your computer, playing all different songs, and you're trying to listen to one of them. Mm. So you can, but you have to zone out all of the white noise and other background noise. And that's like constant daily life. So that's your my thoughts. When I'm having one thought, I'm having 20 other ones in the background. Mm. And so medication helped make that one tab and let me to think about one thing at a time, which is good. Um, but the emotional and psychological side effects of these meds were, wasn't that great for me. Mm -hmm. um, I lost creativity. 
I lost my personality. Um, I didn't realize it. It was my mom who would have to call the doctor and be like, okay. Because to me, I felt like I was fine, but my mom would have to be like, he is extremely angry <laughs> or oh. he is not like not knitting anymore. He's not doing his own. And to me, I just, I was like, okay, I'm fine. Cause I don't really, you don't realize it. the kid that's taken, it doesn't realize the psychological mm -hmm. effects that it's having. And so it was amazing to have a mom that knew mm -hmm. and knew what to look for. Um, and then I took him in college. That was cause I started college. Uh, probably wasn't the best idea to, in the middle of switching from kid ADHD to adult <laughs> yep. ADHD, yep. then also go to college during COVID and, uh, and switch medication. But, um, and so that was a struggle for me was the first semester of college. Um, well, because medications were great, but they, again, were affecting my emotional, my psychological, my friends. Um, and we also find out that I got diagnosed with bipolar later so that was a whole effect mm -hmm. of it but what I always encourage parents is to me like I'm not on it this year I haven't been on meds and I stopped meds January of last year so wow. I've done a whole year without it and it's rough but again it's like that whole thing of structure is being able to have like my mom knew what I'm good at and knew what I like love to do creativity knitting but then finding ways to structure a lifestyle around that to help encourage success. So mm -hmm. I'm a visual learner. And that means encouraging when I came home from school, going on Khan Academy. Like it's those simple things that can completely change the way I learned. And high school, taking biology, one of the hardest classes for me, because I am, again, with ADHD, it's usually a very right-brained experience. And so math, science, all of that stuff, it's just another language. You can see it visually and instantly I was able to understand it. Um, and so it's just finding like those coping mechanisms and they're simple and easy, but they dramatically can help everything. Exercise, everyone says that, mm -hmm. number one way. Um, but yeah, so that was my view of medications. They can be very helpful, but be very aware of the effect that it can have on your kids, other sides of life, like emotional, psychological, because um, those are the biggest. I feel like, to me, looking back on it, I don't care if I got C's in school. If I was creative, that's all I like. If I was me and living my life and having friends, it was, yeah. Well, that's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that and being so honest and sort of laid bare with that because I'm sure this, this I'll just say this takes a lot of guts to talk about and I admire you for that. And clearly it's not cut and dry. I mean, there are goods and bads on both sides and you're facing challenges regardless of which direction you choose. And I think there's a lot of parents, a lot of families out there that are grappling with this, that are struggling to figure out which direction they should choose. And hopefully they you know, really glean something from your story to apply to theirs. So the last thing I want to talk about with you uh, is Let's talk about succeeding in college with ADHD. I'm sure like your mom, you know, there's there's so many parents who think, okay, my son or daughter with ADHD, we've we've figured it out while they're living at home. We have a groove. I can create structure. You know, parents can have more of that role in their child's lives. And I'm sure it feels so scary to think, we're just sending them off to college. And as you said, you know, so that with freedom, you know, comes great responsibility. You didn't always replicate some of those structures. 
but clearly you found your way and you, I know it's a, it's a daily decision and struggle, but you figured out some tips and tricks that work for you to make college a successful experience. So can you just share some of those? You, you've already dropped some of those for us, but some just really hyper practical, um, simple to implement tips and tricks that other students in college with ADHD can put into place for themselves to um, you know, also be successful. Yeah, no, uh, that has been my life this last year is figuring out my way of being productive and staying productive. Um, and so I, I like to call them super, my little ADHD superpowers that I've just come to embrace. And so a lot of the things is ADHD has all these side effects, some of them and are good and some of them you can use for good. So I always like to say hyper-focus is one of the biggest side effects of ADHD. So that means when you think about something, you are hyper-focused on it until it's done. Um, for me, that was the one thing that I like to learn how to focus. And so if you're a student that's going through college and everything is being able to one, put yourself in an environment where there aren't distractions. And so I luckily got a single um, dorm room this year, but last year when I didn't have that, I went and got a room from the library and I was like, Hey, I need this for a semester. Just let me have it. Cause then I can sit in there and I can have my whole brain. It might be distracted, but I'm not distracted from everyone else. And so when I can focus, I will hyper-focus. Um, and so for me, the one number one thing is, yes, I'm a social human being. Yes. I like to see humans. I need to realize that in order to succeed, I cannot see humans while I'm <laughs> doing school. Um, that was one of the biggest just eye-openers for me. And the other one is to-do lists. Um, if you can, if I could visually see what I had to do in life, I would be able to, one, remember it, because that was the one thing that I don't, you can tell me something today, I won't remember it tomorrow. That's just how my brain works. I have to immediately write it down and put it on a to-do list. So if you're a college student or a high school student, sticky notes on your computer, lifesaver. Anytime someone says something, type it on there because, I mean, you have your computers open in class, being able to write it down there. But I also say sticky notes in real life. Um, so in my dorm room, if you looked at my walls, <laughs> it looks like a chaotic mess. But to me, all of it makes mm -hmm. sense. Um, and so being able just to visually write out what you have to do and what you need to do, whether that's schoolwork, life work, or I don't know, anything else, write it down. Just have it there. Um, and then the other thing that I like to say is keep a journal with you. And that, I mean, a lot of people have phones, so you could have it on your phone. I like to have it again, physically, because mm -hmm. if what I've learned, if you write something, that's a whole visual and physical way of learning, you'll remember it better. Um, and so, cause I, I guess this is a little bit of a different topic, but with ADHD ideas, your brain is constantly going. You're, you have all these ideas. That's why I think 95% or something of entrepreneurs have ADHD. You mm -hmm. can find that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot. I wouldn't doubt. Um, take a journal, write those down. Mm -hmm. um, I know that seems weird just to write your ideas, but it's also decluttering um, in your head. And so I always found it comforting when I have an idea, I can write it down and then it's out of my head and I can think about something else. <laughs> um, but yeah, in college, that was the the one main thing. And then again, structure is finding that consistent schedule is a, a daily, weekly schedule that you don't break because consistency is key. And so if that means you wake up 
exercise, go eat dinner at 10 and then go to your classes because you, I mean, you have a structure there. Make sure you don't break that because um, that keeps you going and it keeps you become like have a subconscious schedule in your head that you don't have to think about, but you're, you're continually doing it every single day. Mm -hmm. um, because once you let like chaos in, mm -hmm. your world is flooded. Um, in high school, that was me. I was like, oh, I have a car. I can drive. I'm going to go do everything and anything. Um, and every day was different, but then I didn't get schoolwork done or I didn't come home and do my chores or I didn't. Mm -hmm. So being able just to figure out that good balance is my um, key to success. Multitasking, yeah. if you have ADHD, that sometimes would be great. It can sometimes be paralyzing. So try, and I always say, try not to do that. Find two things that you need to get done every five hours, make sure you get it done, then move on to your next two things, um, which can be hard. But again, having those like sticky notes or I have a board that has to do done and can get done later. And so in the morning, I have a list of everything that I have to do. And as I go throughout the day, I was like, OK, I can do this one later, but then I can do this one now and I finish this one. And again, so that's just like the whole way of visualizing and decluttering is mm -hmm. a whole big thing for me. But yeah. Wow. I love that. And honestly, I mean, I actually implement a lot of those tactics in my own life and I don't have ADHD. So those are fantastic strategies for those with a similar diagnosis. But honestly, those, you know, those could be applicable for a much larger um, swath of people, if you will. So those are awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, gosh, we could dissect each one of those, but I'll just highlight the idea of having these rituals or habits because those do not require mental energy, interestingly enough, which is why it works for a naturally unstructured person to need that structure because the structure is not actually requiring your thinking, right? You, um, it's muscle memory for you. Uh, it's it's not something where you're necessarily striving, thinking about creating that structure every day. It's just something that you uh, fall into, if you will. And then your energy is free to focus on the rest of your activities or the rest of your day. So that's such a powerful strategy to use. And it's good for um, any of us, any of our kiddos, anything that um, if you're struggling to do it consistently, make it a habit or a ritual. And then it just happens without without you having to make it happen, sort of like that forcing it to happen. You know, like you with exercise, for example, if you didn't have that consistent time where it's just like, oh, this is what I do, you know, um, it probably wouldn't happen for you. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope, yeah. not at all. Well, it, and, and, and I, I won't just accuse like, you of yeah. that. It's hard for me too with exercise. So. <laughs> there might be a more of a universal it's, issue there. Yeah. <laughs> And starting it young, uh, that's like, uh, mm. if I did started this freshman year of high school, yes, it's a completely different environment, but it's just the same idea. Mm -hmm. That would have been amazing because the other thing is anxiety is a big thing with ADHD because of the consistent, like overlapping, rushing thoughts, racing thoughts. And so being able to have an environment where I don't have to think about what I need to do, like you oh. said, leave some of that. Um, mm. So yeah, I might be completely stressed out because I have three exams today, but I'm eating breakfast. That's good. Um, so like, that's the thought. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, well, Luke, this has been so eye-opening and I can't wait to see what the future has in store for you. Uh, you know, if, if you have this track record so far with all the businesses you've started and the people you're helping and what you're doing right here, right now, um, gosh, the, 
the future is huge for you. And I'm just so glad I was a stop along the way. So thanks again, Luke. It's great to have you here. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Mothers of Misfits podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. We also invite you to visit us at mothersofmisfits.com. <laughs>